Hey, welcome to Feeling Twisty. I want to tell you a story about what happened to me yesterday. I was going grocery shopping. I was shopping and I was craving some homemade chicken salad. And I love my chicken salad. I use the easiest way is uh, for me is get the rotisserie chicken from the market. Chop that up, throw in some mayonnaise and mustard and boiled eggs, pickles, and I chop up little Fuji apples and put those in there. I love eating that over lettuce or shredded cabbage. So I was craving that yesterday. So I had to go wait for it to be done. It was early in the morning, mid-morning, and they were still roasting the chicken. But So I was getting it nice and fresh. The lady working behind the counter boxed it up. It got home. And I didn't want to wait for it to cool off, so I started cutting it up, eating some of it as I'm doing it. Oh, it was so good. Got, uh, got the thighs off, started and was chopping that up, eating it as I go. <laughs> uh, and I started noticing that the chicken's a little pinker than it should be, usually. But I thought that's just... Maybe the way from the roasting technique, it just turns a little, you know, the change the color up a little bit. So I eating, you know, chopping and eating as I go. I get into the wing area, and I notice it doesn't feel right when I'm trying to pull on it. And so I cut into it, and it was not cooked. And it wasn't just a little undercooked. That sucker was raw in under the breast and it was even the tendons the little bits of tendon and whatever you whatever the tissue is the around the joints were still hard or tough you couldn't break it it was a lot of rawness going on in there now i had already eaten a good bit of it as i'm chopping it up and putting some in the bowl uh, but most of what i chopped i had eaten already and I stood there for a moment and thought, huh, that's some undercooked chicken, all right? Very undercooked. And I, it happens sometimes, especially from there. <laughs> I'll get it, and no, usually not a big deal. I'll pop it in the oven for a, a minute or a few minutes just to get the slight pinkness out of certain areas. But this sucker was raw. It was not cooked all the way. Now, you might be thinking, oh, crap, he's going to get sick, or he got sick. No, I didn't. As I'm standing there, it just for a moment, I, I, wasn't, I didn't get upset, or I wasn't worried or freaked out that I'd eaten uncooked, undercooked chicken. I stood there for a second, and I thought, well, hold on now. I was craving some delicious homemade chicken salad, and that's what I'm going to make just a moment, just a, a couple of seconds of standing in the kitchen, knife in one hand, just dropped into a moment of a momentary state akin to sleep, just a little moment of dropping down into it and just experience that, mm, that yum feeling of taking a bite at the delicious chicken salad. I didn't imagine Oh look, I'm healthy. I'm I'm good. 
No, no salmonella poisoning, nothing here, no sickness. I didn't imagine uh, pulling out the chicken and seeing, oh, look, a perfectly cooked chicken. The easiest thing for me to do was to not try to go to war with what's already happened. Yeah, I got some undercooked chicken, some very undercooked chicken. I'd already eaten some of this undercooked chicken. So what I did right there was just imagine the yum. Just experience the taste of the delicious chicken salad. Mm. And at that moment, I knew it was done. I wasn't worried one bit about undercooked chicken. I didn't think about what I would have done in the past. Would have been take some photos of the bloody chicken, upload them, say nasty things about the cook at the store and about the store and complain on Facebook and Instagram and oh look what they did and then call and complain damn you you're gonna make me sick if I get sick I'm gonna sue you all those things I could have done I could have still done and I might have had a more likely chance of doing that in years past but no I knew I wanted chicken salad and good bad or indifferent we get what we imagine, what we go to in imagination, what we assume to be true. And I wanted, I was already craving that chicken salad. And I already experienced eating it in imagination. And so I popped the chicken in the oven for a few minutes, got the <laughs> puddles of blood cooked up, everything's cooked, pulled it out, chopped it up, made some delicious chicken salad and I ate it a lot yesterday and I ate some more today but I didn't get worried about the possible sickness or possible salmonella poisoning which would have been fine if I had if I did there's no right or wrong God makes everything like it says in the Old Testament, I kill, I make alive, I make rich, I make poor. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent, what we imagine is what we get. And I drew a line in the sand right there in the kitchen. No, I want some yummy chicken salad. That It wasn't about me packing it back up, going back to the store. I wanted to bypass all that. and. I wasn't worried about being sick. I could have gotten sick. I could have imagined right there, you know, trying to stick a, fi stick a finger in my throat, get, get the bad chicken out of my belly, and go lay down, and then every little gurgle or burp or whatever, start imagining, you know, just go down that rabbit hole of I'm sick. Oh my God, I'm sick. I've got food poisoning. And if I had latched onto that and imagined getting sick, then I guarantee you I would have gotten sick. And then I could tell you the story today about how I imagined getting sick and I got sick. <laughs> Either way, it's because of what I'm imagining. I also, standing there, I left, forgot this a little bit, when I'm standing there and I taste the yum of the chicken, I also imagined for a moment telling you about this story today, which would imply I ate the yummy chicken 
and I have a cool story to tell everybody about the experience and how perfectly fine I am. There was no sickness or food poisoning because of it. So it's exactly what I got. I want to, there's a scripture in Numbers that Neville references. Okay, it's from his book, At Your Command. If you don't have it, you should get it. You should get all his books. They're really cool. It's neat to see his vocabulary, how it changes, the terms he uses, and just his way of thinking from more and more uh, experiences with imagination and awakening. The more, as he awakens more and how his terms change and the way he describes things change. But here uh, from At Your Command, in the book of Numbers, you will read in that day, there were giants in the land and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and we were in their sight as grasshoppers. This does not mean a time in the dim past when man had the stature of giants. Today is the day, the eternal now, when conditions round about you have attained the appearance of giants, such as unemployed, the armies of your enemy, your problems, and all things that seem to threaten you. Those are the giants that make you feel yourself to be a grasshopper. But you were told you were first, in your own sight, a grasshopper. And because of this, you were to the giants, a grasshopper. In other words, you can only be to others what you are first to yourself. So what do you want to be? Are you tired of being what you are right now? Are you tired of the way people see you? You think people see you as a failure? as a screw-up, they see you as poor, needy, or they might see you as a huge success, as really kicking life's butt. Why not imagine they, that you're kicking life's butt even more? <laughs> Whatever you want to be or experience, people are only reflecting what you conceive of yourself. So the key is to change your conception of yourself and to do that by prayer, by the motion and imagination, moving to and dwelling in the state of your wish fulfilled. So what do you want to be? What do you want to experience? I talk about how Neville teaches about making then, now, and there, here, moving in imagination to that desired state, that fulfilled state that is done. And I was talking to a friend of mine. He listens. I've met him through the 2020s Facebook group, uh, the Neville Goddard group. And I talked to him a few times on the phone. Good buddy, really great guy. And we were talking about that today, about why does it feel like, you know, I imagine something, I go in, into imagination in a feel it real session, like 2020 calls it, or you go into the silence. And I imagine the scene, first person, present tense experience. I imagine myself experiencing that particular moment that implies my wish is fulfilled. 
But then something comes up. The days go by and instead of it, me seeing it, I'm worried now about what's going to happen the next day or the next. Why isn't it showing up? Why isn't it happening? Well, the it's, it's an easy answer, but it seems, and I know this from experience, it's hard. It seemed hard for me, I should say, to get past this point. Uh, you eventually do get past it. Or you don't. <laughs> but you have to continue getting back into the state of the wish fulfilled. In that moment of imagination where you lived and experienced that moment, and if you truly felt it, you've got the feeling you, and I'm not talking about the heart pounding, jumping up and down, yeah, I won the lottery, or yes, I'm, whatever, not the moment of whatever it is. And by the way, imagining winning the lottery, to me, is something that would just be in the middle, like what 2020 calls it. That's one of the how hows is going to be done. How am I going to be financially free? Oh, well, I'm going to win the lottery. Let me imagine winning the lottery. Well, instead of worrying about the hows like that, pick something, a scene that would feel natural to you. Something, me jumping up and down and running down the street and hooping and hollering is absolutely not natural. So, as I was talking to this guy on the phone today, my friend, we talked about that, about what does he want? What's his real desire? Certain things, he, goals he has, he wants to do, do with particular people and for people. And it was this, we had talked about a few different things, but specifically this one bit of the conversation was about money. And he wants to do certain things with the money and help people with it. He's also a great teacher. And he's very knowledgeable about all sorts of things. I didn't, I'm not going to give you his name because we didn't, I didn't ask him for permission. So I'm not going to get into too many details. But I told him the same thing I tell anybody and the same thing I do. Go beyond all of that and make the moment. Make that moment that you imagine, that you dwell in in imagination, to feel that to be real, to make it real within you. Make it absolutely selfish. And by that, I mean focus only on what you're feeling. So I suggested him a, a scene that would be have nothing to do with actual money in hand, but an experience, something that he can experience or will experience. And as he experiences it, that implies that he's kicking butt, that he's successful. And if he's successful, then he's obviously making money. That he's, he's living the real desire is what we got to, what he really wants to experience. So we talked about a particular scene in that experience, which implies that everything's great financially and everything's great in his business. So go beyond the moment of whatever it is that you want, the saying I do at, a, at the wedding or 
watching the baby come out of your partner's body. Go beyond that. Pick something that would naturally or feel natural to you that is past that moment of getting whatever it is you want. Pick that scene and really feel it. What do your hands feel? What are you feet touching? What's the air smell like? What am I feeling? This accomplishment, this absolute knowing and lovely, wonderful feeling that it's done. And it's been done. You're putting yourself, you're making it then now. So you're not standing there in this scene rejoicing that you've gotten it. Now you've gotten it and you've been living in that wish fulfilled for some time in that moment. Just bring in all the feelings, touch and smell and hearing, sight. Bring it all in. Just dwell in that moment. Capture that feeling and you'll know it when it happens. It's a feeling that I can't really describe until you do it yourself and you feel it. It's that moment. It's a moment that goes from daydreaming and just fanciful thinking to an imaginal act and it's done. And then every time you start worrying about the hows, how's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? Don't worry about the hows. Get back, bring back that mood that you captured in that imaginal act. Bring it back to you. And see how everything you see changes. You see the world differently. You react differently. Everything changes when you're dwelling from the state of your wish fulfilled. Everything changes when you fall into a crappy state, the way you see everything. Your state determines how you see the world and your reactions to it and how the world reacts to you. So even if it takes you a thousand times a day getting back into that state of the wish fulfilled, do it. And then five minutes later, you notice it's, you're bumped out of it, get back into it. Like Neville says, and I know absolutely from experience that the more you get back to it, the state that you more constantly return, most constantly return, becomes your dwelling place. Dwell in it. Live in the end. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.